Hello, friends, and welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy theme podcast. This is This Changes Everything. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, is the guy who's so good at validating. It's Therapy Jeff. I've been actually, yeah, it's true. I am very good at validating, but I've been called a toxic validator. Have we talked about that at all? Uh, I, I, please, have they been, who's doing, who's saying this? Go to a DVT training and tell me if there's such thing as toxic uh, validation. validation. Uh, It's funny. It was like one of the one criticism well there's been a few criticisms but it's been one criticism that kind of like went like a tiny bit viral on tiktok maybe like a year ago where they're just like some guy was just like you know therapy jeff is fine i don't really like him he's whatever Uh, and it's not so much that he's like toxically positive he's not toxically positive he's more of a toxic i don't know validator (laughs) that just got no 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 yeah like he's just like making people feel way too good about their behaviors and we need to put a stop to this (laughs) that's insane yeah yeah how can you if somebody doesn't feel heard or validated how can we get to the next part where there's growth or awareness or we got to make them feel safe make them feel calm then Right, executive yes. functioning, uh, big picture. Come on, what is this guy? Definitely well, not a therapist. No, he's just See? a regular dude. That just is dude. not just, just dudes dude. dooting all over the place. Fucking stop oh, it, dudes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, so, but I really, I don't know. I would like wanted to make a shirt that said "toxic validator." Like I was very oh, into being yeah. called that. I like that. Like, I'll wear that as a therapist. Yeah, exactly. It's that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. It is funny. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, I love to validate people and uh, I'm doing great. How are you and Eli doing after your, your episode? Did you We're have like fun fantastic. conversations? After we the- did. It was, it was very fun. It was, I think he was like, relieved that it wasn't like some like gotcha couples therapy session. I'm like, right. relax. What do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> we don't have the intention of like trying to throw a wrench into this over here. Right. Like, yeah. And uh, I, I, it was great. We had a great conversation afterwards. And it's fun to, you know, I think sometimes when, when we're in a, a couple situation and maybe you've been with them for a while, you think that you know them so well, you're going to know how they answer. We tend to go, oh, I know what they would say. Or we we do a lot of like mind reading for our partners. And, you know, maybe sometimes we're right, but often we're not. And uh, more often than not, we're wrong. And uh, I like having that curiosity and being able to, I don't know, learn more about, you know, learn more about Eli through those kind of questions that make you think outside of the box a little bit. And it was fun. Yeah. You guys were so sweet and you're like laughing. Yeah, what do you think? He's great, right? Ugh, I love Eli. I love I Eli even more than I thought I would love Eli. Like Eli's just so solid. He's so He good. really is. Aren't you like I mean, it, it really is wonderful. He's fantastic and he's got the greatest laugh in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it was fun and I'm glad you guys all got to to, you know. Hear from America's boyfriend. <laughs> I know, yeah, and I'm I, I'm sorry that like everybody else didn't get to watch you two together because you just you like you see the chemistry, it's flowing, the like facial expressions, the cute looks that you give each other, the play, like even when you sort of like shoot him eyes and he receives it so well. I don't know. It's yes, just, he is yeah. really good at that. I could be like like 
I don't know, snarky with, I don't know what the right word is. It's like, it's like I needed somebody who had kind of like an East coast yeah. like vibe. So yeah. he's like an East coast guy yeah. and Feels I need that. They, they're like playful. Yeah. They could take, they could take it a little bit. So. And they love to take it sort of. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, uh, yeah. What are we talking about today, Jeff? Uh, we got we have three questions here, and we're gonna we're gonna take our time with these questions because I feel like there's a lot in these questions that we yes. can dive into and see where they go. I also think that these are questions that a lot of people can relate to, so they're they're yes. specific but also very general. So stick around because I think that you're gonna get a lot out of this episode. Wonderful, and you know, if you guys have questions, we now have a, a very direct place that you can send them. We've just launched the "This Changes Everything" Instagram account, mm. and uh, so you can go there and you can send a message to us. And you know, we love the details, so give us like all the background, let us know, and uh, we want to get to all of your questions on the show. So let's dive right in. Okay, I'll read this first question here. All right. My partner thinks that it's romantic to be able to anticipate each other's needs. They get slightly offended when I don't anticipate their needs. I would like to assume that each of us can ask for what we need when we need it and would rather not be hypervigilant trying to guess at all of their needs. I also want them to know that I'm thinking of them and truly want to meet their needs where I can. I'm assuming there's a middle ground. Are there some needs that I should just implicitly implicitly anticipate at this point in the relationship? And I know that they've been together for uh, about five or six months. Okay. So it's still kind of a newer relationship, but it's definitely a relationship. They know each other pretty well. Uh, so he... He he's also like he's very good at predicting her needs. Okay. <laughs> uh probably more of like the anxious attachment style. He's maybe um it seems oh. like sometimes he's like more invested or it appears to be that way uh because he's just always like I'm here. I got you. This is the food that you like. This is the thing that you like to do in the evening. This is the time that you need so that I can give you space. Um, have you ever dated one of those people that's just like really good at anticipating all of your needs? Are you one of those people, Sarah? No. No. And I think the closest I can get to that is Eli. I mean, maybe he like, but uh, mm -hmm. it does. T uh, it does teeter a little bit on the. Like, like, is this self-abandoning, people-pleasing behavior uh -huh. that will lead to feelings of resentment when the expectation from the other person is so high, like of the other person is so high because of things you're doing? That's what I way. thought too. That's where I went okay. at first is just being like, yeah. okay, there's an imbalance here where somebody is meeting all the needs, anticipating all the needs. They're really good at doing that. Fine, but it creates this huge imbalance because it seems like she's never going to be able to catch up to him. Right. He's always going to be meeting, like anticipating all the needs before she can. And that's just not her style. Like she right. loves him. She's invested in the relationship. She enjoys hanging out, but she's not like always trying to be like, what does this person need? So so they're sort of like sometimes like when I see a couple and they come into counseling and they're like, look at this thing that's so not balanced. I can be like, okay, we can maybe try to get a little closer 
to balance or a little more, but there's probably, but you're probably always going to be the one that's anticipating needs. Or sometimes uh, what I see even more commonly in couples counseling is that you'll come in and somebody will be like, I'm doing all the emotional labor because like I'm, because they're more emotionally intelligent. They're more emotionally eloquent or they want to have those conversations. And the other person just does not have the emotional skills to do it. And so it's one of those things where it's just like, well, you want balance. You maybe both crave balance, but that's not going to be realistic every single time. So I feel like the first place that this couple might need to start is just like, let's accept that it's always going to be unbalanced, right? Yeah. And I think if you expand maybe their definition or what they're what they're calling meeting needs like i wonder if she is meeting his needs in other ways and Mm -hmm. the ways that he's meeting her needs are more obvious and more maybe action-based or like tangible like here i brought you this meal Mm -hmm. you like it's easy to say i was hungry Mm-hmm. He brought me a meal. What if she really uh, shows up when there's a crisis and he she's really good at yeah, like, no, that's being emotionally point. stable in those moments where, you know, who like I, I just feel like uh, that who's the one doing me. the complaining too? Which partner? <laughs> He's doing the complaining. He's like, I okay. want you to be better at uh, that meeting. Meeting, meeting my meet, my ugh, meeting my needs. It reminds okay. what you just said reminds me of sort of sometimes there's like a sexual thing in relationships where one partner is the spontaneous partner that's uh-huh. like has spontaneous desire. So they're just like, I want you. I'm like, I'm gonna like be start making out with you and initiating a lot of sex. And then on the other partner's more responsive Mm -hmm. so like they're not as spontaneous but they will respond to you so kind of like in this case is like a spontaneously like meeting your needs all the time and she might just be like hey i'm you know if you say what your needs are i'm totally fine to respond to them you know like i'll respond in the moment to them if if that's what i need but i'm not going to like constantly fucking anticipate it because that's not how my brain works you know what i I might be a little bit of that unable to anticipate needs because that's not how my brain works thing because like it's like if it's right in front of me, I yeah. can do it. But if it's something that I have to remember for the future or like mm-hmm. even if it's something like – this has been a problem in friendships where somebody will be going through something and they just live in a different place or I haven't talked to them and I will totally forget. Like it doesn't cross my mind even though I care so much about wanting to check up on them and, you know, Hey, did that surgery go? Okay. Hey, I, you know, I heard what happened to your family. Like I want to do those things, but if it's not right in front of my face, then I can't. But if I had that person with me, mm-hmm. oh, I would be the best person to comfort them, give them anything, whatever it is, be there for them. But I can't like anticipate it. It's more in the moment. So yeah. yeah. These are these are two different ways to be totally. as a human in a relationship. Yeah. And also I in I think maybe most of my relationships I'm more of the one that's anticipating needs. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as this guy, but I'm I'm more over on that end of the spectrum. And I know that I've been in relationships where I'm just like, "Oh, I'm I'm anticipating all of your needs. You're not doing it for me and you don't love me." 
Like that's what it sort of like. It's that's what it feels like. I am anticipating your needs because I love you. You're not anticipating my needs, so you must not so love you. me. Right? Exactly. Uh-huh. So you and I are kind of we're we're agreeing here. We're saying the same thing that like these might be two different people that love in two different ways. They could love each other ten out of ten, both of them, but the way that it's expressed is different. All right. Well, let's take a quick time out from our question to talk about uh, the answer to all of my luggage solutions or situations, and that is base luggage. This stuff is amazing. Maybe you guys have seen my uh, Instagram reel where I showed you how I fit every single thing for camping into one little weekender. I love this thing. It is the perfect size for a bag. It is. Yeah. It fits everywhere you go. You can take it, you can carry it on, you can put it up top in the, in the, in the light, in the storage when you're flying on the plane. It's, it's also one of those things where like the more you use it, the more like wear and tear it has, the better it looks. Yeah. It's got that. It's like a, one of those canvas bags. I mean, they've got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of different kinds. The ones, the one that Jeff and I are referring to is the weekender. I love it because it has that little shoe compartment underneath. So I don't have to get my dirty gross shoes like touching my clothes i don't like that that grosses me out so they have a whole bunch of amazing luggage and travel solutions and it's like i call it like approachable luxury like it feels like it's luxury look you're like that like fancy schmancy airport lady where i'm like matching from head to toe (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love it but it's not gonna break the bank and it is like affordable and fantastic the best part though is those like 360 degree gliding wheels. It has a cushion handle, a built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your wow. dirty clothes. It's it's just like it's the bag I go to whenever I decide to go to the coast in Oregon. It's just like oh. the perfect weekender yes. bag. Yes. So right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash TCE. Go to basetravel.com TCE for 15% off your first purchase. I'm going to spell it for you. It's called, it's spelled B E I S travel.com slash T C E. I also want to go back to what you said a little earlier of like, I want to ask this guy, is there some like self abandonment going on? Yeah. And is self abandonment love? Cause I think a lot of us <gasps> think yes. that. Right? Yes. That this is what love. Yep. Yep. That mm-hmm. love means I'm going to have to put somebody else's needs in front of my own. Yes, like always, right? Yeah. Or most of the time. And uh, that you should talk to a therapist about that. Yeah. And if I prioritize my own needs, it means I'm sacrificing love. Like, yeah, that's the trade off. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I would, I would want to know. I think when it, we, it becomes difficult to, to communicate and and find a solution when there are these very like undefined ambiguous statements like that they could have a bunch of different meaning like i want this person to meet my needs that can mean so many things like what kind of needs your physical needs emotional needs mentally spiritual needs what like what and if if your brain is saying this person isn't meeting my needs and you're not being more specific than that, then I could see Mm -hmm. that brain going into a little bit of a panic place Mm -hmm. and kind of looking for all of the ways that that person is not meeting their needs rather than getting a very specific understanding of what needs you 
I don't know, expect to be met that aren't being met. That Mm -hmm. getting specific about what you're asking for is so helpful. Well, what does that mean? Why? What are the needs that aren't being met? Mm -hmm. How could this person meet your needs? Uh, uh, And is that even something that the partner is capable of? Like you were saying, are these just two different people with two different ways? I think, yeah. I mean, I think that like, I think she might be able to meet his needs in the moment, but just is not good at anticipating the needs. Um, and, and so, and so one of the questions in this question is like, well, does she need to work harder at getting better at anticipating needs or does he need to accept that that's not the way her brain functions and it doesn't mean that she doesn't love him? And then at the end of the question, she says, are there some needs that I should just implicitly anticipate at this point in the relationship, being six months into the relationship? Should – I mean, probably they're like, – but like <laughs> it's yeah, hard I to- mean, if they have – I mean, maybe if you have an awareness that like, you know, they're going through a stressful time at work and right. do it, it, it's, is it a need or is it something that would show that you are thinking about the other person or, and caring for them? Like I use that example of like having a stressful week at work. My partner doesn't need me to, um, I don't know go and get his favorite takeout and, you know, a a movie that he likes to watch all queued up. He doesn't need that, but is it something that I can do that will show that I am thinking about things that he's going through and care about uh, uh, putting some action into Mm -hmm. making him feel better? Maybe that's that they like need to some people. That's not a need. Right. It's more about like the gesture and the acknowledgement, right? That like you're going through, you're having a stressful day. I know you're feeling anxious. I'm here for you, you know, and that can manifest as I got your favorite dinner ready for you, or it can manifest through like a text message, or it can manifest through like, right when you get home, I'm going to like ask you how you're doing, you know, and and, and be here for you in whatever way you need. Um, So you can anticipate that, or you can just like show up for them when they they, like come back to the house or something. Um, But if it feels like I can see that maybe this is a little bit of he's doing the, the, the work in, in, I don't know, like mm, maintaining the fire of the relationship, I guess, where it's like, uh, you know, planning the nights out and doing little romantic gestures in the relationship. And she's like along for the ride and not mm-hmm. doing any of those things that could feel very one-sided and feel like somebody isn't mm, like, Right. Pulling their Ugh. weight in the I've relationship. I've been there before. Yeah. And then you sort of like, if you're that person, you start like pulling back a little. We're like, well, mm-hmm. fine. Then let's see when they plan a dinner or fine. Let's see when they make a move on me. Right. Yeah. Which is just a fucking disaster. Don't ever disaster. Do that. Right. <laughs> no. Yep. Uh, I get it. I've done it. It rarely ever works and it causes like it breeds resentment and contempt. And then you're testing them and tallying thing and keeping track. Definitely. Yeah. If it feels like testing, like this is something Eli communicated that to me because I was like kind of go with the flow. Like he, you know, 
was the planner plans where we're going. And then I was like, I don't want to go on any more mountain biking trips. And then he's like, well, and then I realized it too. I brought it to him. I said, it is not fair of me to, to like poo poo the thing that you pick when I have done nothing. I haven't even contributed to the plan at all. I'm like, take me out to dinner and you pick a restaurant. And I'm like, not this one. Like, that's not fair. Like, that's not fair. So I said, I need to do more in the planning and be a part of this. And if there's a trip that I want to take and somewhere I'm going to go, then I'll do it. And then I started to do that. And now he's like, whoa, look at you, Miss Planner. Like, look at blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it, and that's what he wanted to see is he wanted to see me putting equal effort or putting, you know, effort into like plans for us for the future and things that, that, mm-hmm. you know, were for us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I get, I get, could be a little bit of that. Could be a little bit of that. There's so there's okay. So let's go over this real quick. Um, mm-hmm. There's no such thing as like fifty fifty balance in a right. in a relationship, especially when you get like really honed in on specific things. So in this case, this guy's probably just always going to be better at anticipating needs. He needs to. There needs to be some acceptance there. She she can think she can try to improve on it, but it's one of those things where like this is not her default. Like this is right. like so so. It's going to be a little bit uneven and he needs to know that she loves him in all the ways that she shows love. So she shows love in a different way. Maybe she's more responsive, like, tell me what you need and I'm right here, which is so nice. Like, I typically do most of the emotional labor in a relationship. I'm fine with that. My one rule is that, like, you're going to show up most of the time when I ask you to do a check-in or something. You don't have to be making the check-ins. I just want you to be present when I ask for a check-in sort of thing. The thing that the... I I don't know how to answer this very last part of the question where she says, are there some needs that I should just implicitly anticipate at this point in the relationship? I think that there are some needs that if you have been together and those needs have been communicated and Mm -hmm. that you have a good understanding of what he wants out of a partner, then you, and what needs he's looking for a partner to fill, then you get to say, can I like, am I the kind of person that can fill these needs for this partner? Mm-hmm. And would I like to? And if the answer is yes, then keep going in that relationship. The Let's answer is the no, answer. then don't be in that relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's all very relative and subjective to your very specific relationship. If he's communicated the needs clearly that are yes. very important to him, that could yes. possibly be deal breakers. If they're not met, then yeah, those are the needs that you should be able to anticipate. If you can't, there's nothing wrong with you. It just might mean that it's a bad match and the relationship might not survive. But if he's like only prioritizing your needs and self-sacrificing over and over and then has this bar of like expectations for other people that he's meeting, but then he also imposes on like other Mm people, that Mm -hmm. is like, I'm self-abandoning. So I expect other people to self-abandon too. That mm -mm, bad, bad, bad. So yeah. Then he should go a, see yeah. a therapist. Go see mm-hmm. a therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can be an honorary member in my family because that's what everyone does in my family <laughs> where they just like abandon themselves, do all these huge sacrifices. And then they're like, why haven't you done the sacrifices? And I'm like, cool. I'm moving to Portland. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Okay. Well, I've got a question. How do I make some extra money uh, by doing like absolutely nothing than I'm already doing and uh, uh, with all my purchases? Well, I have the answer. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Ibotta. 
Yes. Ibotta is an app. You can download it from the App Store or Google Play Store. And you just like buy all the normal shit that you typically buy and you get cash back from the Ibotta app. It's it's kind of a no-brainer, right? Hundreds of grocery items, personal care items, pantry goods, every single thing that you're buying, you can earn money back for. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. That's like a new pair of really fancy shoes or like three pairs of medium fancy shoes, like not that pa- fancy shoes. That's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I can get. Yeah, no, it's a lot of stuff. The, the The best part about this app is like all the other apps that are kind of like this, they just sort of like reward you with points and then oh, you yeah. have to figure oh. out what those points mean and it never converts easily to cash or to like a PayPal or gift card. But this is like real cash back that you can cash out into your bank account or PayPal or get a gift card. And so you can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers uh, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and so much more. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code TCE when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code TCE. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code TCE. My dad doesn't listen to this podcast, so I'm going to talk a little shit about him right now. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad pulls that fuck, says that bullshit where he's just like, I raised you. I put Uh. a roof over your head. I made sure that you had food every night. And I'm just like, thanks for making sure I didn't die, you fucking asshole. You were legally obligated to. The bare minimum. (laughs) Uh, So he's like, you need to do X, Y, and Z for me as an adult. I'm like, no, I didn't ask to be born. Right. I I was just going to say that. I was like, you didn't, that, you didn't ask for that. They they were like, I choose this. Yes. It comes with all that. I didn't ask to be born as a favorite line to deliver. Also, I'll fucking see you in court is like just <laughs> it's the same level. It's like I just I just want to deliver those lines like it, for real all the oh, time. Oh, I'll see you in court. <laughs> Even when I had to like got divorced, went to court, I still never got to say that. Uh, I want you all to think about that. Like when you're getting a divorce, yeah. This is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. To say that line, I'll fucking see you in court. Yeah. It's and if so you're like, satisfying. that doesn't sound like me, watch the movie The First Wives Club, and then you will be like, I'm into it. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Wayne to Exhale. Either one of those will work. Yeah. It's good Perfect. movies, that, that era. Um, and also multiplicity. Just kidding. <laughs> we have to plug multiplicity I know, every single right? episode, I think. Yeah. Oh, it is funny. I do get messages every now and then about that. They're like, I love that you talked about that movie. I haven't thought about it so long. Well, <laughs> I now you have. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, here we go. Uh, I love being single because I have more time to invest in so many different relationships with family, friends, community, and myself. I also love being partnered and being able to share so much of life of my life with someone else. Do you think that we need to sacrifice some of our other relationships when we couple up? If for no other reason than time is limited and so much time is focused on a romantic partner. And on a similar note, I understand that compromise is important in partnerships, but is there a difference between compromising and sacrificing? I'd like to think that couples couples can focus more on how to support each other by understanding their dreams and goals and finding ways to support those goals without needing to sacrifice things important to them. But maybe that's an overly idealistic expectation. 
Okay. So this, so there's a lot of questions in here. Let's start with the first part where they mm-hmm. say, um, do you think we need to sacrifice some of our other relationships when we couple up? Um, and these are good questions because there's yeah. no like clear answer here and it's all relative yada yada. Uh, but she makes a good point. She goes on to say, if for no other reason, then time is limited. Right. And so much time is focused on our romantic partners. So like just you're in a relationship, right? When you're in mm-hmm. a relationship, do you spend less time with all your other friends and family? Yeah. 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 I mean, that just do. sort of naturally happens. And, and I think th- our brain gives us these labels and these words and i'm going to do the same thing i did kind of in the last question say like that word sacrifice that sounds so intense like i would say what what images and what what messages and story does your like brain conjure up when you think of sacrifice that's like getting rid of it it feels like a deficit it's a loss it's like a, a something maybe you didn't want to do, it feels very dramatic, you can reframe that as, will I reinvest my time into my current relationship and therefore like taking some of the time that I spend with other relationships away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But is it a sacrifice? Like I would want to say, like, would you say that you are – are sacrificing something like what do you think about that i i like what you're doing here <laughs> because it softens sac- it it's like like doesn't feel like your brain doesn't go to that place of panic it go it takes it de- it, it gives it we're like reeling it in and be like okay you're again dramatic brain let's like look at this for what it really is would i if i were to ask those friends that maybe you are spending less time with if they felt like that they sacrificed the like you sacrificed the relationship they'll be like no she's just spending time with her partner and like i want her to be happy and yeah it means less time with me like hopefully if they're good healthy friends that's a yeah okay let's let's stay focused on this word sacrifice because sacrifice is so loaded and i think it's a it's an interesting way that she's asking it because when you spend time with eli does it feel like a sacrifice that you're making okay so oh, that's Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Snaps. Woo, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so that's is good. Yeah, so that's kind of like, I don't know, a flag, maybe a red flag or an orange yep. flag or something that like you feel like it's a sacrifice. You might not and this isn't like true for everything maybe, but like you probably wouldn't think it's a sacrifice if it felt like it was just like really fulfilling and you just were like moving priorities around. Yes, you're not going to see your best friend as much, but you're seeing your partner even more. Yay. This isn't a sacrifice at all. This is like all the good stuff is happening. You know what I mean? Yes. And I remember in ba- in, 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 we all call them bad relationships, unhealthy relationships, relationships sure. that I shouldn't have been in. It felt more like that because I had to compartmentalize, I had to compartmentalize and separate those lives. And I couldn't hang out with my closest friends and my exes because they didn't get along and they were like, Ugh, I don't want to hang out with him. Now, like my friends, like, well, why isn't Eli here? Yes, exactly. That's even more. And I'm like, well, the- I didn't know you wanted him to come. Okay, <laughs> next time I'll invite him to the girls' night. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the more the merrier. You know, yeah. like we are all getting along, so no sacrifice needed. 
because uh-huh. we're hanging out at the same time, right? Yeah. So the fact that you, you feel like it's... Of your... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, good. Yeah. Uh, we have so much to say about this. So much to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the fact that it feels like a sacrifice is something that you need to keep an eye on. Uh, maybe there needs to be more like blendy, blending of world worlds, like me and Sarah are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yes, you're going to spend less time with your friends or family or maybe creative projects. I don't know. But that's up to you to figure out, like, what's most important on your pie chart. Yeah. And also remember the person that your partner got together with. If you had all these passions and you're somebody who's, uh, you know, pursuing your own hobbies and maybe, you know, on Wednesday nights you do ceramics and on Thursday every month you have a book club and, you know, mm-hmm. you're person knew that when they signed up for it. Like if you are are having to be a different version of you in that relationship, that's the problem. That's going to be like Mm -hmm. not sustainable. And then you're really going to get resentful. Exactly. You were a whole person before you met this person. Now you're dating this guy. Um, Ideally, he's complimenting your life. Right. Instead of like taking over certain parts of your life so that you can't do all the stuff that's like important to you. Um, So, I mean, that being Mm -hmm. said, (laughs) like your relationship is going to take up a lot of time probably. And you might need to have a conversation about how much time you feel you want to give to the relationship compared to other things. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking where this could be difficult is if this person's at an age where maybe their part, their friends aren't all, you know, relationshiped up and like married with mm. kids and stuff. And they're like all partying and having fun and doing whatever, then it could feel like you are in that, like in between, like maybe caught between mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Know, Cause you, you might not be able to do yeah. Girls night which was really important to you because, you know, your boyfriend wants to, you know, stay in and anticipate all your fucking needs or something. (laughs) uh, But the the second part of this question is also a good one. Okay. Um, Is there a difference between compromising and Mm -hmm. sacrificing? I'd like to think that couples can focus more on how to support each other by understanding their dreams and goals and finding ways to support those goals without needing to sacrifice things important to them. Well, it is a stressful time of year. And let's take a little time out to talk about a way to manage the stress. And that is with Next Evo Naturals. This is my go-to CBD, like, sup- mm. uh, can I call it a supplement? Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's my go-to CBD. I use this. Not all CBD is created equal. I want the good stuff. I want the stuff that's like going to get absorbed and do its job and help me relax, help me like feel less anxious, help me with sleeping. Oh, I love it. Ugh, I love it too. And it's summer. So at the end of summer, my family always takes like a big family vacation and it's always to the worst places doing the oh, worst thing. And I'm okay. triggered the entire time. Like last <laughs> time we went on a family vacation, it was a fucking Disney cruise. Okay. Uh, I did not choose. To, I, I, I couldn't stand it. It was just like little kids breaking down because they were Oof, too high on bottle. sugar or tantrum. Yeah. So I took my 
next Evo uh, gummies. And I made sure that I was like stress free, relaxed, yes. that yes. I was like going to sleep and making sure I was getting my full like eight to 15 hours of sleep <laughs> whenever I'm on a family vacation. Oh, God, it was a lifesaver. Oh, I love that. It is definitely the go to. Mm hmm. Uh, so we think that you should leave summer stress behind and upgrade your CBD. Go to nextevo.com slash changes to get 25% off and a free bottle of premium pure Ooh. CBD. That's a $50 value, but you know, only limit one per customer. That's nextevo.com slash changes. Let's talk about like what is the difference between a compromise yes. and a sacrifice. So a compromise is um, uh, Sarah loves to go camping and I love to do long brunches on the weekend. Mm -hmm. So our compromise is going to be that every other weekend we go camping and then the other weekends we go to like get the best brunches in town and we're cozy and we feel full and we're not like spending time in dirty nature. Uh, and, and that's so like both of our needs are being met and we're making a bit of a compromise and we're like, we feel more connected. We feel like we're respecting each other. We're like upholding each other's values and interests and hobbies. And, and we're, and we're good. At, but a sacrifice is like, I'm going to say, oh, Sarah, um, I, I'm like, I, I can't stand the smell of flowers. And, <laughs> oh, the squirrels are going to like eat my eyeballs. I'm just sure of it. I have so many phobias. I, I can't do, I can't do camping. I also want to spend like all my weekends with you. I want you to sacrifice camping because you love me so much <laughs> and, we're, mm -hmm. and, and so don't do it anymore. So mm -hmm. Sarah is giving up camping for the relationship for me. That is a real sacrifice. I'm not giving up anything. I'm getting all of my brunches and indoor plumbing and all of like the wonderful things I love to experience. And she doesn't do any more camping and pooping outside, which she apparently loves to do is I, I think, yeah, that, that's your favorite part is like the poops outside. Right. Okay. Um, so that is a sacrifice. There is a difference there. Is that clear? Yes. Yeah. And I would like think that within the compromise mm -hmm. may be small sacrifices right. that each person is individually making. For example, in that first example uh, where Jeff's going camping with me every other weekend, he may be sacrificing a little bit of his comfort. He may be sacrificing his sleeping indoors. He may be sacrificing a, a bidet. You know, oh, but bidet, yes. me too. I run every single one of our toilets at home. Don't they like, see, I, it's about balance over okay, here. Okay, Come okay, on. Okay, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, that you may be sacrificing a little bit of that. And maybe when I go to brunch, I may be sacrificing a weekend in like letting go of it. But mm -hmm. again, it's that, is it really feeling like a sacrifice when I know that I'm making my other partner or my partner happy? Like it doesn't feel I'm willing to sacrifice a little of my comfort or whatever it may be mm -hmm. for my partner. I, I get to see Sarah in her element. <gasps> I get to yes. see Sarah having so Excellent much fun. Point. 
And I'm feeding off of that energy because she's so happy swimming in the lake and we're swimming in it together. And I can, I can get there and I can have a good time because I'm so in love. And she's watching me just devour those biscuits and gravy yes. and drinking my mimosas and we're laughing and having fun. And, and we're like spending time with all our friends and she's yes. having a good time too, even though she's missing out on swimming in that clear lake, whatever, yes. you know, so we're, we're both having fun. It's a compromise. Compromise kind of sucks. But when it comes down to it, it like it's good for the relationship and if you have a positive attitude. The problem was with like there's going to be sacrifices that you're going to make in relationships, but if you make too many, it gets all fucked up. Resentment, contempt. Uh if you're you know, if if Sarah actually was like, Okay, I'm never gonna go camping again, <laughs> uh, I'd have to show her so much appreciation. Uh-huh. I would have to be like, Oh my god, this is huge. I can't be like, Good, yeah, fuck camping, right? That's mm-hmm. not cute. I have to like energetically kind of give that back to her or appreciate, you know what I mean? Have the gratitude yeah. for this big sacrifice that you're making. And even like support me maybe wanting to do that on my own if it was something. That was yeah. really important of like that, sure. that in a way is like a compromise of like, yeah, they can go do that thing without me and I'm going to go do the thing I love and we won't be together that weekend, but that's okay. We're going to maybe sacrifice our weekend together for this thing that we right. each individually love. So that answers the last part of the question, which is like, um, how to support each other by understanding their dreams and goals and finding ways to support those goals without needing to sacrifice things that are important to them. Camping is important to Sarah. She's not going to abandon it. It'd be kind of fucked up if I'm like, stop going camping while we're together. So I'm going to be like, yeah, I hope you like figure out how to go camping and have fun with all your friends or buddies. I'm just not going to go with, um, because that's, so you're not, you're, you're not sacrificing. That's something that's so important to you. Do you think if a cup like there is a a um I don't know like tipping point or like where a couple has too many dissimilar interests or actually not enough shared interests where their own pursuit of their own goals will um, get in the way of yeah the relationship I, th- I think so but again it's like always super relative. If you find two people that are incredibly creative and love to work on their projects and they both want to give each other space to do that, um, then great. That works out. But if one of them is super creative and the other one is just like super like homey, wants to cuddle all the time or something, then all of a sudden there's a really big imbalance. But also like when you're in very long-term relationships, sometimes big sacrifices are made for years. Like Oh, you want to go back to school? Right. That means that I'm going to have to do even more work and take care of the kids while you're doing homework and studying and going to class. That's a really big sacrifice. But I know that in two years or four years when you're done, we're going to get back to a balanced place. And maybe 10 years from now, we're going to be like, I want to change jobs or go on sabbatical or be unemployed. And you're like, okay, I'm going to pick up the slack then. Yeah. So overall, it'll balance out, hopefully. Um so you don't have to break up just because there's a huge sacrifice. But that's the thing is that this relationship is only six months old. Right. <laughs> so for these questions to be coming up at this point is – these are big important like, questions. Yeah. It, it's it's, And I think it's really helpful to make a list of an idea – what 
an ideal partner would be like for you. Hmm. This is what an ideal partner is for me, blah, 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 blah. And then, I mean, whether you're in a relationship or not, and then asking like, is this who I'm with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am all for making a list of like what you want, your deal breakers, your non-negotiables, all that stuff. The most interesting thing that I want you all to like keep an eye on is you probably have a list, whether it's written down or in your head, but sometimes you meet somebody and you're just like, I'm going to throw away this list. Fuck it. Like I'm so, (laughs) I'm going to like throw caution into the wind or I'm so attached or whatever. It's just like, oh no, you're abandoning yourself. You're abandoning your list. This is probably not going to turn out well. Um, Are you feeling desperate? Are you feeling codependent? Are you like self-abandoning? Whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So make that list, try to stick to it. And you know, yeah, I like something that you said in a previous episode where you talked about breaking up and you said, or maybe it was a TikTok you did something like that, where it was like, it doesn't have to be for these big, huge reasons. Like it could just be for mm-hmm. no, this isn't right, you know, and this yeah. isn't the person for me. And it just doesn't feel like how I want it to feel. Yeah, like Likes. you don't have to break up just because you're getting into a ton of fights. You could right. just break up right. because they're exactly. just like, oh, this is we antis we like he anticipates needs. That's how he feels loved. I can't fucking do that. So, oh right. god, I'm not sure. Right. Like we're gonna get into the same dumb fight. Oh, like he's gonna feel resentful of me all the time. Yeah, you know? and then mm-hmm. I like to think like if that we're let's just assume that absolutely nothing changes because. Mm, Nothing well probably will. You should so, always assume that nothing is ever going yeah, to change. It's gonna yeah. be the same. <laughs> yes. What kind of conversations are we having about this same topic five years from now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it gotten yeah. better? Has it gotten worse? If it's gotten worse, like what are we doing here? Like, let's go. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Okay, you know what I love about this podcast, besides you and me and us in general? Uh, mm-hmm. that is that we are here to teach people and people are here to learn. But we can't do all the work. And so I am so excited to announce one of our newest sponsors. This is Beducated. That's right. Like educated, but with bed in front of it. <laughs> Very smart. And yeah. Beducated, yes, they have so many courses about how to do better sex. Yes. Uh, and it's like, it's all the different types of sex. So sometimes it's just like a sensual massage. Sometimes it's a lap dance. Other times it's like strap on play or it's even just how to like, build confidence before build we confidence, get into the, all of the, you know, intimate stuff, how to deal with rejection, how to do good blow jobs and going down on your partner. Obviously it's like all very like inclusive and yes. it feels like warm and sweet. They have the smartest sex educators and it's so easy to follow because they're talking to you and then they show you actual videos of like penises and vaginas and people having sex and naked bodies. This is the sex education none of us got in school, mm-hmm. but then all feel bad that we don't have. Yeah, exactly. So there's no time like the present, like and summer with a bang. Come on now. Uh, one that I really like is the sensual penis massage. Ooh. I highly recommend. The strip tease is very <gasps> good. One that I have not checked out is the fisting for beginners. And I don't think I ever will check it out, but I encourage you all yes. to check it out. I like how they just take it slow. 
for beginners. Yeah, they just take us out. It's, it's for yeah. beginners, babe. So you, you shouldn't jump ahead to like fisting. For <laughs> experts, yeah, for but. experts. They're going to warm you up to it, make you feel really comfortable, present this information that we all want in a way that's super approachable and coming from a place like education and knowledge and, you know, with knowledge comes power. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also like you, it's really awkward sometimes to like have that talk with your partner, but if you can just sit with your partner and watch a video that's really educational and kind of cute and silly and giggle together, but like, that's like foreplay. Yeah. It turns you on. It's not porn, but it does get you in the mood when you're watching it. Yeah. And just remember porn is for entertainment. It's not for education, but educated. Yes. Education. Very good. Yes. We love it. We're so excited that they're our new sponsor. You can get 50% off the yearly pass by going to beducated.com and entering the coupon code everything. You also get one day free trial and there's a no risk 14 day money back guarantee. I do not think that you'll be asking for your money back because you're going to get so much off of this. No way. You're going to definitely get your money's worth. Exactly. So go to beducated.com and use the coupon code everything. Thank us later. Third question. I'll read the third question. You sent me this question before we got on the air and it made me very sad (laughs) for some reason. Uh, It's a very, it's a good vulnerable question. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, I moved to a new city to live with my boyfriend. We've been together a little more than a year. And prior to moving, I'd come here for the weekends. He's lived here for eight years, but just maintains a small friend group. Not super tight, but his brother is here and they are very close. I have struggled to really fit in as more than just the girlfriend. And I don't have uh, a friendship outlet here. My boyfriend is more financially stable than me, so he travels fairly often for both work and pleasure, and I end up being home with no one to spend time with or not much to occupy me. I end up getting incredibly depressed and lonely, feeling left out and left behind. When I've expressed my issues, he often suggests I join, but I can't afford two weeks off and thousands to spend on a cruise or scuba certification costs and dive trips, all that, so... How do I avoid being sad and anxious by myself in a new town? I don't want to sacrifice my free time with him to pursue new solo interests, but I also don't want to be devastated every time he leaves. Oh, I'm so sorry that she feels so alone. I know. I want to give her a hug. I know. And moving to a new town is really hard already, but moving to one where you're moving with somebody who's already established there. And, and knows, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's, it's, feel, it's a real, feel like, yeah, like it's alone a real, in a crowded room kind of feeling. Yeah. It's a real test for the relationship when, mm-hmm. when you make a move to go be with somebody, like you're obviously going for them, but you need to focus on yourself as well. But there's like a, I don't know if it's a power differential or something. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. all feels like not very balanced because they have a full life there and you're just starting yours. So you want them to be really inclusive of you, but you also want to try to figure out your own thing. But uh, you want to piggyback off of them and meet friends with them, but you want to make your own friends. It's ugh. And, th- and there's even more weird stuff here because 
he does go away and spends time with his brother and has more money to or flexibility to travel and do all this stuff and she just can't do it um so she lands up feeling depressed and sad i don't want to jump to conclusions i don't know anything about this guy maybe he's fantastic but kind of sounds like a jerk I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not this person's that, therapist. Sarah. I'm just going with the vibes here. You're, you're, you're doing some projection, but I want to. I, he sounds I don't like a jerk. Think you're... <laughs> he said, like, I, I think if you're going to be the partner that's like, you should come with me and like go on this trip. And like, then if you're going to invite somebody on a trip, you have to pay for it. Yeah. You can't invite somebody to go scuba diving with you and then slap them with a bill. Right. Yeah. Or go on like a, a, a more affordable trip, like right. take a drive to the coast or something together instead of spending $8,000 on a fancy cruise. And Yeah. yeah and once away. again, I would ask if, if that guy were to make a list of his perfect partner, hmm. it might include has disposable income to travel around or can take time off. In which case, like, get somebody like that. Like, if you want somebody who's going to come with you, then, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just have your cake and eat it too, I guess. I don't know. It just sounds no, like I, she's I, doing I, a lot of the work and he's like, be, be- feel better, get a, get some friends, <laughs> you know, go on a cruise, like, I think help her out. I think he's coming off real jerky. I think that he needs to do a lot more heavy lifting. Yeah. Like I, I think he needs to like include her more in the friend groups to like try to find people that would connect with her more, like take trips that she can afford or that he can pay. He should pay. She for. just moved there. Let her get like, don't go taking trips and traveling. I told this to Eli when I first moved to Denver, mm-hmm. because I was like, I haven't been anywhere. I don't want to go take trips. I want to travel around here. Cause I just got here. So mm-hmm. He should take her and like show her around, show her the cool spots in this city that she just moved to. And I also think that she shouldn't feel if he's going to prioritize all of those things and his trips and everything, then she should do things for her. Mm-hmm. She got there are hobbies that are are not scuba diving. You know, scuba like, diving. Join the Brain like Candy Book Club. Diving. Come hang out with us. Read some <laughs> books. We'd love scuba this. Diving. It's so scary to scuba dive too. I'm and always so afraid. expensive and insane. Yeah, and, I feel like yeah. a whale is just going to eat me and not even know it because they're so big. They just sort yeah. of like ingest you. And I live inside I'm a whale. Eat krill, so I think you're okay. Oh, I'm very small, though. I'm slender. <laughs> just go right through the teeth. <laughs> I just go. Right through those. Uh huh. It's the what. One of the saddest parts, though, is that she says, "Like, I end up getting incredibly depressed and lonely, feeling left out and left behind." I express these issues to him, and he suggests, "Why don't you join?" Which is like, "Fuck you." That's what I'm saying. He's a jerk. He should pay. (laughs) You can't say join and then here's the bill. Yes. Right. And if somebody, if if. Okay, Sorry. let's just let's just go hard on this guy. Yeah. Uh, if if your partner is saying like I feel depressed and anxious and incredibly yeah. lonely, you should be like, I'm here. What's up? Tell me more. What's going like and like yeah. empathetic and then problem solving. And I'm gonna like I'm here with you to work through this instead of like, well, you could just join me. Why don't you just yeah? Join if me? you're sad, I'm sad. Like I want there to be a some like 
understanding, com- some compassion and, and empathy here. And then she says, how do I avoid being sad and anxious by myself in a new town? You're going to be sad and anxious by right. yourself in a new town. How do you right. avoid that pain? Get a new fucking boyfriend who <laughs> includes you. You know, do something like, for you. Like it, 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 yeah. it sounds like, especially when she said, I don't want to, what was that last part? It says, I don't want to sacrifice my free time with him. Again, that word, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sacrifice my free time with him to pursue solo interests. Well, it sounds like you might have some free time that when he's not there, he's not around. In which case, pursue, pursue, pursue. Yes. It, I, I, I think I'm also like, I'm imagining that it's this sort of relationship where the time she doesn't, she feels like she doesn't get enough time with right. him. So then when he is there, he's, she's just like, okay, I'll just do whatever you want to do. You know, like, yes. uh, I'll take whatever I can get sort of like yes. vibe. Yes, it does feel like here. that. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, which feels like, you know, it. you might feel like you're being codependent, but he's the one that's like, sort of like not spending enough time or giving like uh, enough energy to this relationship or something. There's just sort of like a feeling of desperation maybe. Yes. That I she's feel feeling, that too. yeah, it doesn't feel balanced. Yeah, and he, when we put our happiness and well-being and and you know those big feelings in somebody else's hands, it gives them a lot of power. And I want her to feel more. Mm, in charge and responsible and, and mm-hmm. uh, like the source of her own happiness and feel good feelings through the activities that she wants yes. to do and the things that she loves. And it's scary in a new city. It can be intimidating. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from so many people, clients, friends, everybody, like how, what do I do as an adult moving to a new town? Like what, how, what, Help me out here. I said it to myself. I ha- I uh, I have a lot of friends that have recently moved and have gone through this. And you are not alone in that feeling. So if you're having that, trust me, there are a whole bunch of other people in your town who are feeling that too. And you just have to be creative and open up your mind to where to look. What is something that you love to do? Do you love reading? Go to a bookstore, go to a, a, a book signing, or maybe they're having like a book reading somewhere in your neighborhood. Do you love crafts? Find like a, a local, like little artisan craft fair they have. These things are all over the place. And there are so many other lonely people that are looking to connect. Like there are game nights. There are mm-hmm. tr- oh, trivia. Trivia is a great thing that's like fun ways to meet people. There are like single meetups and, and friend groups meetup that app meetup is great for this. Mm -hmm. It just is going to take stepping outside of your comfort zone a little. Mm -hmm. And I, to to people who are nervous about doing this, I myself have, have been in these positions and been nervous about doing it, which is worse, that feeling of loneliness or the little bit of anxiety or, or nerves that you have before doing it and just like do it one mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and just yeah. try it. And yeah. if you hate it, okay, fine. I never do it again. 
but I bet you won't hate it. Yeah, but try it. It feels right. maybe awkward and uncomfortable, but you can move through those feelings. You're going to yes. survive. The The other problem here is that at the beginning of the question, they're saying, um, we've been together for a little more than a year, and I would visit him here on the weekends. So you don't really understand what a relationship is going to be like if you're just visiting somebody on the weekend, because the weekend is just you two. Right. It's feels intimate. There's like, oh, we only have this limited amount of time. And so we're going to maximize it. And then you leave. It's a sort of long distance relationship stuff where everything feels more intense than it actually is. And I don't know what to do about that. I'm always, I'm like really, I'm always really down on long distance relationships. I'm just like, find someone local. Now you're Yeah. It's hard to, to, to trans those big emotional swings. It's hard Mm -hmm. for that to shift into a more day to day like, mm-hmm. you know, my mom used to say, anybody, everybody can have fun together at Disneyland. Who gets along on the ride home in traffic? Exactly. Like, that's <laughs> right. the stuff that you want the ride yeah. home in traffic relationship where you're it like, was oh, I can be with this person. Every right. weekend. You yeah. Know? And that's, yeah. that's like, sure, I can have fun at Disneyland with freaking anyone. Like, sure. But can't sit in traffic on the way home with just anyone. So, mm-hmm. the, and it sounds a little bit like she might be feeling that there, there might be a lot of, thoughts and a lot of feelings going on here. Like if there is that feeling of, man, I'm, I'm lonely and I'm getting a different partner than what I got on the weekends before there may mm-hmm. be this feeling of, did I make a mistake? Did I move when I shouldn't have, or, or mm-hmm. what, you know, I got to make this work. No, you don't. You can hit the mm-hmm. reset button. It, it, it getting out of a relationship is hard. Staying in a relationship and working through these feelings is hard. Like, this is tough stuff, but you have to put your needs first. Yeah. The, the, I, I imagine she might like respond to you and be like, I moved my whole life here. Yeah. I picked up and sacrificed everything. So there's this sunk cost of like, I've yes. sunk so much cost into this energetically, financially, left my friends. I'm not just going to end a relationship with somebody so easily, you know, or change the terms or whatever. Um, it's that sunk cost bullshit, though, that can keep you in a relationship. We're not telling you to, like, end it right now, right. obviously. Right. But, like, that that can be an option for you. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah. Fuck. Long-distance relationships are so tough. Mm-hmm. And then turning into, ugh, yeah, that's hard. I don't know how to... Yeah, that's a hard like. What do you think? Two weeks to get like? Is there a, a trial run, a test run of that? That like, I would want to do that. If you can do it, yeah, try to like be together in the same city for two, three weeks, a month or something, just to see what that feels like. But you might not have the luxury. I know of making that happen. So there is an element of risk. But remember that like the you're getting really big dopamine hits probably when it's like long distance the honeymoon period might feel like it's kind of extended because of that you don't really know uh, yeah i wish there was i mean go travel together yeah like, travel you need together. To stress test the relationship yes uh yeah. see what it feels like to be bored with them you know and that's a good one mm-hmm. can you be bored with this person yeah travel when there's no wi-fi that's like and one travel snafu. Yeah, exactly. Well, these are great questions. Thank you guys for writing in and submitting those. If you have more questions uh, to submit, you can go to uh, our Instagram. This changes everything. And you can slide right to our DMs and submit all of your 
questions. He gives all the detail. We love it. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on This Changes Everything.